You're listening to RPX, and this is Star Trek Adventures. Woo. I'm Joe, the GM, and today we're joined by Aaron. Hello. And Sean. Hi. And uh, our third player will not be able to attend this time because apparently there's some significant astrophysical phenomenon occurring that uh, is beyond my comprehension. And, and we're not kidding about that. Burke is no, actually, a, that's his job. So. 100% accurate. Like, I read... I read the thing that he linked, and I'm like, it's it's really awesome, and I have no idea what it all actually means. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, so this, this seems important. The article <laughs> makes it seem important, so I'm going to believe it. Anyway, we'll probably cut that if he doesn't want to be ID'd as somebody with an important <laughs> science job. That's true. <laughs> at that. Negatively affect his, his workplace. You like Star Trek? Ugh. You like natural <laughs> physics? Ugh. Uh, that like that pretty much dooms his career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get started. We uh, both uh, Platt and Deshiv are mm. on the Nebula or on the on the Mercury. Mercury. Too many ships. Oh, like, wait a second. Did we get transferred without being told? That's right. You woke <laughs> up and you were somewhere else. <laughs> it beamed you over asleep. Uh, no. After I literally saved the ship last time. Yeah, you, you get a commendation and it comes with a transfer. You get out. <laughs> oh, Klingons are after you. No, no, get the fuck off my ship now. Yeah. yeah nope. Bye. <laughs> Promotion. Go away. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, so you have, uh, you know, the ship has attempted to contact uh, Starfleet Command several times, but has been unable to, which does not bode well for the subspace relay network. Pretty much everybody on the ship has been working double shifts, attempting to repair it should the Klingons attack again. And you are currently falling back to uh, notes. Notes. I should nope. have had the notes nope. out earlier. <laughs> oh my god! I'm the worst. Uh, are, are we going back to the uh, oh uh, the main shipyards around Mars? Uh, something Planitia. No, uh, you're okay. not going to Utopia Planitia because okay, that's Utopia too Planitia. far away. Okay, uh, I know where this is. Are we um, are we still stuck in the Shackleton, or do we get out of that? No, you're still stuck in the sh- you're still stuck stuck in the Shackleton expanse, or you know whatever it is on this mm-hmm. map. Uh, so you're falling back to Starbase 105, which is uh, pretty, still pretty close to the Klingon border. But, you know, you wouldn't want to be there if there's more Klingons. It's, it's, uh, it's not super safe. It's old. Um, hasn't been updated since, uh, I would say, what we would in real life call the Canada uh, Because, you know, most of space exploration has been in a different quadrant. Okay, that, that could be a problem. <laughs> But you two are currently off and in the the Mercury's uh, relaxation area slash bar slash impromptu concert hall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's oh. it's probably the first time you've seen each other in about a week, and we're just gonna have a little vignette here about hey the Klingons. I guess we're at yeah. war with them. <laughs> that that is new to me. Although in turn right now, that uh, uh, actually where uh, where was Chithrat? During that time, he was aboard ship. Oh, <laughs> so did did you just get knocked out? <laughs> did what what happened? I was busy keeping the ship uh, as safe as we could. Because uh, I know this was a 
this was a surprise by anybody else, but this uh, it came as a shock too. I I I don't mean to demean the captain in a way too, but this is one of the points where some tactical knowledge seems like it would have come into play because I, uh, Doctor Lenara and I basically, oh, it's like we're barely hanging on by the skin of our teeth. Well, I mean that's part of the reason why I was on the ship is that you know the captain's not from a tactical background and busy making sure that she could make the best decisions possible. Well, I'm still concerned about what these Klingons felt that they could get from a baseline testbed uh, subject. It's not like we're carrying around transwarp coils or anything. I mean, it's still, it's a technological testbed. There's there's assets to be had from gaining the ship. <clears throat> not to mention that they are Klingons and we are a Federation ship and it's <sighs> <laughs> If they're going to drop the treaty, then it's it's automatically fair game and a, and a good target just because of who we are. <sighs> so, but going forward, that's like fourth with, well, honor. But uh, that's like, again, I that's like I only know the certain Klingons that I have been around for the majority of my life, which uh, that actually makes it more difficult in the fact that I probably won't be able to retain communications with them for a while. Just think of it this way, that, you know, regardless of, what kind of a ship we have as a Federation vessel, we are a great target for the gaining of honor for any of the warriors. Yeah. Well, I assume right <laughs> now we should probably make that in, uh, make us a little more <clears throat> of a fighting target if they want. It's like uh, want to be able to get as much honor off of us as necessary. So although I wonder what that's like, uh, would I have a listing of all the uh, all the system repairs? Because how long are we stationed to be docked at this uh, at the space station? We haven't actually reached the space station. You're on your way. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. I meant to ask, did we have any major systems that were really damaged during the last time? I mean, uh, the Mercury took a lot of hard knocks. Um, okay. So, systems that were damaged were uh, the main phaser array, uh, warp drive, both on the nacelle and in the core. Um the internal defense system, um, the more advanced sensors, uh, and the deflector dish. Uh, so most of that stuff seems to be working, but it's working with like a high level of constant maintenance. Mm, so we're just basically patching everything until we until yeah. we pull into port. Yeah, you're 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 you've jury rigged a lot of stuff, and then you've had to jury rig the jury rigs. <sighs> No, it's uh, Excelsior's, or I will always say, are tough, are tough uh, designs. But I think we might be extending the limit of what we can go, especially if we have to go on a, with uh, go on a full front against the Klingons. Yeah, I mean, we weren't really out here to be doing any kind of uh, you know combat or defense patrol to begin with, and I'm impressed that we've done as well as we have. But yeah, if uh, if something else happens before we get into dock, it's going to be a trial, messy. Yeah, <laughs> that's unfortunate. So, uh, but did uh, so in, you know, I I didn't see it other than I, by the time I got in here. But oh, do we still have our Klingon prisoner? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Has the captain said anything about being able to transfer him off to the ship, or to or, or are they establishing any kind of POW camps for for the moment? Uh, her plan currently is to transfer him to Starbase, um, and once there let the you know let the admirals handle it 
<laughs> put him in the brig at Starbase 105 and then let them figure it out. Because it's not my problem anymore. Right, yeah. <laughs> so. <sighs> Although, uh, I, that's like, I wonder, though, if we might be able to actually pull any more information off of them. So while I was going through, that could prove valuable to the other tactical ships that might be. No, it's like that we might have there. I mean, you do have a an interrogator right there that you're talking to. <laughs> I, that was kind of where I was going for, kind of like leaning in. <laughs> hmm? It can, it can be tried. Um, the problem is that uh, the Klingon that's been taken captive is usually not cooperative um, insofar as that the, the honor um, hit to their honor that they take by being taken captive. Uh, usually puts them in a state that they are. Um, well, if, if it was you or I, would be compliant because they don't have anything really, you know, uh, fighting spirit left because they've been so dishonored. Uh, but in a Klingon's case, usually just makes them just kind of not want to participate in anything. <clears throat> yeah, they get pretty pretty depressed at the loss of honor of a capture. So, uh, you also know for free. For free, you know that as soon as they get over the depression of uh, being captured, they typically switch to "let's make life as hard for <laughs> for my uh, captors as possible, as humanly as possible." Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's not. Uh, it's like not unknown of, and not really that I uh, consider it. Although this could be t- a situation that's turned to our advantage. So, uh, it's like if we, that's like if we might be able to provide some safety accommodation for letting out at least some, uh, some, that's like something of an atonement on his side, even with getting, that's like, that's like, uh, even with attacking us that are being captured by us, then we might be able to pull something out of him. That's possible. That's interesting. I'm, I'm thinking like if you're going to say, like, if we set up a deal where, say, he escaped and made, uh, some sort of a greater success in in his escape that it might urge him to be a little bit more proactive, perhaps. Possibly. So, although I forgot, did we did, did we say that the Mercury has a holodeck on it? Uh, it has one. Uh, it's typically it has used one. for simulations. Okay, so I kind of figure. Yeah, I, again, I, I knew we weren't going to have like you know probably the, the latest or nicest ones. So yeah, they're they're not going to give you the Galaxy class suite. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's We're four holodecks. Not- we're probably lucky if we have the disco variants, I guess. So, <laughs> since that's a thing now, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Miles' complaint. Moving on. <laughs> so that could be something. Although I would obviously not. Uh, it's like you know this better than I do, since again machines. So I wouldn't want to pass that unless the captain specifically stated that this was an okay plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely have to clear something like that with the captain. Yes. All right. Oh. But in turn, I am still exhausted from having to uh, it's like make a jump and also fight somebody else. And that's like when we uh, when I jumped, when I t- transported back to the ship. So I think I'm going to get some rest before having to be called back into my shift. Did that's like oh eight hundred hours. It's probably a good idea. I'm right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, <laughs> red and alert. Then the DM happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then game happens. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to your regular stations, and the captain makes an announcement. They are currently being tailed by a an uncloaked Klingon battlecruiser. Uh, it does not appear to be the same one that attacked the ship before. So 
that's a thing. It is uncloaked and staying pretty pretty far behind. Yeah. Have they uh, have they made any kind of uh, any kind of communications towards us? No, no communication. Um, hmm. look out. So, so with your specialization, with your focus in what is it? it's Klingon linguistics, right? That's Klingon linguistics. That's correct. All right. So you don't know that much about ships, but like Klingons talk about their ship classes a lot. There's a lot it, when you speak to Klingons and you talk about like <clears throat> battles, they they do a lot of the sort of comic book superhero comparisons. <laughs> you know, what would win? Uh constitution class or a modern bird of prey? What would win the Klingon or the uh the new model Romulan warbird or a Klingon battle cruiser? It's always Klingons versus everybody else. Yeah. I was going with that. So, and, and we say for the battle cruiser, are we looking at something equivalent to like the Vorchil class ones that we saw the last time? Yeah, this is not. You know, you do have access to sensor module that says sensor logs. So, if you're going to look it up, yeah, it's not exactly the same. You would, you would, as an engineer, you know, it's a different class, pretty okay. similar. Probably has a different weapons loadout. Probably a pretty good chance it also outclasses the Mercury. Uh, probably so. Well, given the fact of you know disruptors, but also. It's actually meant. For, it's like meant for a fight on uh, a fight off of it. How how much of a distance are they keeping with us? Uh, they are at the extreme range of your sensor capability currently. So they're at the extreme range of what would be typical sensor capability for a ship. If your sensor suite was back up to full strength, they'd be well within it. But okay, so it's just because of the damage that we've taken yeah. right now is the only reason that we can sense them. All right. So, and it's also like doing a sedate warp 5.6, which it just happens to be the Mercury's max speed, which is what it's making back to the star base. So, oh, wait. Oh, oh, okay. So, at this, is it max due to the damage right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Normally it would so. be much faster, but. Okay. So, I was going through. All right. Um, this is odd. So, uh, how far are we away from the star base? Probably four or five days. Damn. Yeah. Not close enough to call for help and get it immediately. uh, Unless there are any other ships in the area. Which is it? Are we able to scan to see if there's any, anybody near us? Uh, It doesn't look like uh, any that you have detected any ships in the area. Captain's put out a distress call, but no one has responded as yet. All right. So, so why are they doing this? uh, Why are they doing this on the slow kill? Because this, uh, it's like, unless they want to see, uh, see uh, give a chance to attack a star base, but they have to know that that has to be moderately defended, at least by this time. Maybe not uh, akin to something uh, along a, a larger attack ship like an Akira, but there have to be at least nebula or other, uh, it's like or other equivalent vehicles out there. Uh, and this is where Thashiv finds himself in the captain's uh, conference room. With most of these senior officers, almost entirely, all of whom are scientists. And they're all looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. They're looking at you and, um, let me get that PC, the NPC list up here. They're looking okay. at you and Commander Cardozo. She is also a tactical, tactically trained officer. So the captain says, so why are they just tailing us instead of attacking? My initial impression would be that given the position that they are within our sensor range, that they are probably trying to tail us. Um, obviously, they want to be known because they took off their cloak, but 
they're at the extreme range of what they believe our sensor capabilities to be, what would be standard for a Starship, uh, a Starfleet vessel. Uh, and they're either trying to uh, dictate direction of travel to us and to make sure that we go to a certain place, uh, or they are there to make sure that we keep focused to our rear and not to our front or the side, uh, while other ships either maneuver past or beyond. Well, that the, those options make an unfortunate amount of sense. Do you think they could have penetrated Federation space on this side of the border that far to be tracing us into a trap? Commander Cardozo says, yes, absolutely. Say, yeah. if, they, if they knew the war was coming ahead of time, then yeah. <laughs> Especially if they were looking to uh, expand territory, because this direction would be the far easier uh, direction to do that than back towards the main part of Federation space or into the Romulans. Uh, that makes sense. Well, I don't think we can fight them. So what can we do? best I could offer you at the moment, Captain, would be double efforts to the repair efforts on the on the engines and get us get us to 105 as quickly as we can i think any attempt to aid or anything that wasn't running as fast as we can would either be seen as aggressive uh whether that was we were actually being aggressive or they just wanted us to be aggressive and that's that's how they interpreted it and like you said i don't think we need to be trying to pick a fight with a, a battle cruiser fortunately turning tail and running i think is the best thing that we can do well, I'm I'm glad that my initial reaction to, to this was uh, correct. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I want uh, sensor st- sensor sweeps ahead of the Mercury, and um, yeah, double repair on the engines. Uh, Commander Cardozo, uh, I'd like to get you with the tactical department and you know game plan some potential responses to a Klingon attack, such as we can whatever you can manage would be appreciated and then the ship drops out of warp <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's going to be one of those kind of days all right <laughs> uh it loses all power for like a minute then it comes back up the captain radios down to the engine room and they've had a severe warp uh warp core failure they've had to shut it down uh because they lost they temporarily seem to have lost containment on the matter-antimatter reaction. That's a bad day. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to leave you guys to stew on that Why step away for a moment. Great. <laughs> we are so screwed. Oh, God. Uh, I just escaped uh, Klingons last week. Why do we have to keep escaping them this week? <laughs> <laughs> or last time. Oh, God. I told them for the thousandth time that you could not put that amount of, un- that's like of unrefined dilithium within a reaction chamber without it causing an overload. So I know that's part of the experimental procedures that we're producing right now, but unfortunately it does not work. It does seem that your uh, your thoughts on that have been proven right. Well, just uh, just general uh, it's more just general common sense at this point. There are innovations right now and there are points of being, you know, practical and uh, somewhat conservative with it with what you're doing, but considering that we're now being engaged by an enemy force without having that's like literally having any means of propulsion part that's like or power at this point, which yeah, if the warp core's gone offline, that might be that 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 might be bod for power to the rest of the vehicle. It's gonna make lots of things really complicated. Yeah, uh, that is an extreme understatement. <laughs>
I have returned. <laughs> Chief. Yeah, the only conclusion we've come to is that uh, this is going to friggin' suck. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, crew, the reaction from the crew is we're fucked. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, but realistically, once it's happened, um, it, uh, it's like, am I able to go? Because I'm assuming my station's still within enge- primary engineering, right? Uh, I believe you typically you're when on battle stations you're typically at uh transporter pad oh you're right so i'm gonna yeah really but, yeah you're point. you're getting called to engineering like the chief of engineering who i don't think we have determined oh name that person oh so, yeah no all right who's chief of engineering aaron oh uh, let's see i'm gonna go with lieutenant commander uh uh krell Lieutenant uh, Commander Krell. All right. And let's make her another Andorian. Sure. Sure. Because that sounds like an Andorian name. It's probably not one, but yeah. Oh, well. No one needs to know. <laughs> Except anybody who listens to this game. And will, and will scream at me for the... Yeah, for, you You're know, wrong! For tricky. Yeah. <laughs> There's no... There, where are the apostrophes in this name? I, they're all silent. <laughs> Garbage. <clears throat> Uh, but I, uh, I will walk in. Uh, where am I, uh, Lieutenant Commander? Where am I needed? Well, uh, you're, you're, are you're a warp core expert, if I recall correctly. Uh, I would say the warp core. Check out those plasma conduits. Uh, let's, <laughs> okay. Let's get on it. Let's not get killed by any Klingons today. If we can avoid it, thank you. All right. So, uh, roll for insight and in engineering to see what the hell's going on. Sure. All right. And focus on warp field dynamics. So, uh, yes. All righty. Uh, three. Got it. All right. So, yeah, it looks like uh, pretty typical failure of uh, plasma containment. It's unfortunate, but, you know, not uncommon. Um, now, what you can do about it, uh, not a ton. Um, you know, it's just suffered too much from overloads. Typically, you'd want a full lengthy repair time at a star base to start with. Uh, if not a full overhaul on uh, at you know back at a shipyard, <clears throat> it looks like whatever it looks like some of the upgrades you know uh, accessed the power provided by the warp drive in a fashion such that kind of compromised the containment because they would you know they just needed more power and there wasn't a more convenient place to obtain it. Okay, um, so that that's helped make this a problem. Alrighty. So we can't really go through the current conduits that we there have right now. Is there any chance of a bypass that we can do to at least give a certain uh, a, a baseline amount of power back into the to the warp core? You could rig a bypass. Um, that won't be a problem. Uh, what is the problem is are you going to get blowed up before you have an opportunity to do it? Because this, that's a four or five hour job. Ugh. So and how long and how long are the, how far behind are the Klingons are to intercepting us? Well, I mean, not far, uh, but that's that's not your problem to worry about at the moment. You know that they could be here within twenty four hours if they. I mean, they could be here within thirty minutes if they just decided to kick it up to max speed. But at their current rate of speed, they could be here within 24 hours. <sighs> so taking so time is the thing that we need the most back from here. Um, just typing right now. 
there might be an idea from this point. Uh, Plat to uh, Chief Thrat, please respond. So, uh, Chief, how familiar you are? Familiar are you with the uh, photon torpedo complement on the ship right now? That's uh, a great question. <laughs> I believe I am intimately familiar with it, but why are you asking? <clears throat> so, I'm, that's like this: the repairs that we need to get us at least to crawling are going to take a. a and in an ordinate amount, and a time amount of time that we may not have. So I, I've, I'm hoping right now that we might be able to potentially, uh, to, uh, potentially alter a photon torpedo or even a long range probe to admit. That's uh, like potentially emit a warp signature that is not. That's uh, uh, a warp signature that yeah, it's like is comparable to the Mercury's. Something that would take them off of our trail long enough for us for us to get repairs done. I was already thinking along those lines. I will get back to you shortly with uh, some ideas. Certainly. So, um, so take that off. Do we still have? Uh, ha- what's the shuttle complement that we have right now? I don't think I ever determined that. Uh, I'm going to say you have two two of the shuttles that sort of look like uh, the Toyota Previa, and then a <laughs> okay. bunch, and then a bunch of the shuttles that you know look a little more crude with the. No lights, nacelles. Okay, so some of the uh, some of the, the boxier, uh, like yeah. smaller ones, or almost yeah. the pods. So, okay, actually, that it brings up right now. Would we have actually had access? Would by luck would we have access to any of like the really small, almost shuttle pods that they would they have listed off of the runabouts or that were on DS nine? Yeah, you'd have you'd have the pods. You would use those for like local hull repairs or something. Okay, so. <laughs> But that possible—it's uh, like, but it, and it doesn't have a warp core, but it's just—it's a very minuscule one at best. So, yeah, okay. So instead of that, that's uh, like with that too, or at least uh, instead of having to take out one, we might be able to re. Uh, and I'll actually talk to the chief engineer, uh, Krell, just saying, "Hey, uh, give me an idea. We may be able to rig that one up as a uh, well. Uh, it was a term that I heard in one of the old, uh, one of your old Earther shows. Right now, a uh, crybaby of sorts." I don't. I don't know what you mean. Uh, basically, use it as a distraction. That's like I make see. it. That's like make it look as. That's like let it still broadcast our distress signal, but uh, rig it to make it look like it is emitting a larger warp signature than it actually is. Interesting. So, um, and it may be possible right now. It would. It would almost inevitably burn out within a calculated state of maybe twenty four hours if we're lucky. If we are lucky, but if it goes through it would it would we could put it on autopilot and it might take the klingons off of our track it is not a bad plan as such it's it is your plan Uh, i'll take you off these repairs uh i'll run it past the captain but i imagine she'll approve it uh so yes (laughs) make make it happen understood so um uh that's case all right uh can i also pull the security chief on here i might need his expertise uh i imagine yes i'm sure you can uh, i don't think they're gonna hopefully if it works there won't be any uh klingons beaming onto the ship for him to fight so <sighs> that is the hope so well i do get the image of threats that in the corner just kind of like kicking something across the room damn it me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, i wanted to fight some klingons <laughs> uh so i was basically hatching the same plan that apparently Aaron was. Um, I would like to either run this by the commander or I don't know, make maybe make a roll of my own here to like determine the 
reasonableness of it. If we took one of the shuttlecraft and used its deflector to basically project all the expected sensor readings for the Mercury and sent it on its way at that, you know, warp 5.6, like we were barely managing to do, we right. even drop it down just a little bit, like we were having some troubles. If that would work, if we basically just powered down the Mercury and sent the craft off, uh, like, is that actually a viable plan? So, Cordova sort of scratches her chin and says, not at the moment. Uh, if we were someplace where, if we had broken down in like a nebula or outside a gas giant or something along those lines, then yes, I'd say that's that's a reasonable plan. Uh, here, um, they have to know we've come to a stop. Uh, they might not know why. Uh, so I would argue that uh, they're likely still going to be on their way. Um, I don't know when they're going to get here. They, you know, she checks the logs again. They're still doing their, they're still moseying along at or five point six. So, what if we did the other way around and sent the shuttle spoofing our signal towards them? Oh, as if we had turned to attack. Mm-hmm. So hmm. now that now that might work. <laughs> I mean, it might it might they're, slow them down and delay them at least a couple hours as we move back to them. And there is, oh, sorry, good. Yeah, that that might work. Actually, you know, they may. It depends on who the captain of this Klingon ship is, but it, it's possible that they were just taunting us mm-hmm. and then just waiting for us to to break and go into a fight we couldn't win. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. And uh, if you know that if 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 that was their plan, then this is exactly what they would be expecting. Um, and if I might interrupt, there might there is another option here that would, might make this deception a little bit more easier. Uh, it has been proven, that's uh, like once before, that you can use that's uh, like thorium, that's uh, like thorium projectors, uh, particle projectors to simulate the act. Uh, like the activation of photon torpedoes and pla- uh, and phaser banks as well. So if they can see, if we can pull this off, they can see a fully armed Mercury coming at them, and they would obviously, it's like they would either prepare, or if they see it as too much of a risk, may uh, break off pursuit. And, well, I don't think it'd scare them away in any way, shape, or form. No, they know, they know they can take us. True, <laughs> well, and true, but they may be more, that's like more entitled, and they it may even if they are not dissuaded, they may prepare themselves for a fight, stop uh, stop long enough to meet the shuttle halfway, and then give us even more time to get, uh, it's like, to make our escape. Right. So, if nothing else, just to make the deception more believable. Okay, if we're going to sell this at all, though, we've got to get this done in, like, the next 20 minutes, because if yeah. we sit here for too long, yes. we're going to realize that it's, we're not, <laughs> we're not stopping to think about it, we're stopped because we're broke. Right. Can, can we get this done yes. in 20 minutes? Is this a thing that we can cobble together and get Get underway. Ensign? That's uh, like everything else. That's uh, like the shuttle itself has its own warp core ready. We should be able to have that done. That's uh, like as long it's just adjustments to make it seem like it's a larger animal than it actually is. All right. I think this will be a task action. All right. It's time, it's time for task actions. Woo! Hooray! We finally got there. <laughs> All right. Now let me look task actions up. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Since none of us have done this before. Yeah. I'm about to say, remind all the kids at home how this works again. Uh, well, it's typically uh, usually used when there is a time limit. Um, and however, you need a certain number of successes ahead of uh, 
a certain amount of time, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the index, and uh, if you succeed, then hey, it goes off as you want. If you don't, uh, something goes wrong. Well, let's try not to do that. Problems arise. Yeah, tasks. I'm certain that we're going to be making engineering checks. So uh, yes, uh, I will be. I will offer to be doing some assisting on this. <laughs> what you can assist with is the tactical elements. Um, in that you will be. So what you're trying to do is to um, set it up such that the the shuttlecraft displays the uh, readings of a a full size ship. And a lot of that, those readings are also going to be, um, you know, they're going to be, uh, oh God, uh, tactical, you know, power readings, uh, hot weapons, loaded photon torpedoes. So that'll flight, be yeah, flight patterns and stuff like that. Even yeah, yeah. So that will be the sort of thing you'll be helping Aaron. Out. So if you you can assist with your uh, reason and security for that, where is this in this book? Why wouldn't you have it immediately after regular <laughs> tasks? Because <laughs> that, that would make sense. I don't hate you, Metaphias, but man, this book is organized in a way I am not in love with. Better or worse than the old White Wolf books? Uh, I mean, better than White Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the objective measure that I've used in my in my uh, credentials of role-playing books. If it's worse than White Wolf, like you just you don't even get it. Like It's a bad book. Yeah, just throw it in the fire. All right, well, that's a weird subsystem. Okay, so I, I have it. <laughs> I know how it works. <laughs> but uh, it's a weird subsystem. All right. All right, so here's here's how this works. There's a work track, and you fill that work track in as if it was damage. And the work track also has resistance as if it were armor. And you have to succeed enough to produce enough work to overcome the armor within a number of rolls. So there you go. Good. Okay, so basically just <clears throat> continuing to try to make as many successes as we can on subsequent rolls until we fill the task action. Yeah. So okay. uh, so here's how we're going to work it uh, okay. here. Um, let me open up one of these character sheets. Please, Morrow here. Uh, so for this, Platt is going to be using, I suppose it'll be reason and, secu- er, and engineering. Okay. All right, so that would be reason and engineering. Right. Okay. And since I'm trying to change the warp profile of that, can I add my focus for warp field dynamics? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. And then am I assisting on this or am I making a separate role myself? That is up to you. Uh, if you assist, what it'll do is it'll give a bonus to Platt's chance of success. Well, I guess what I'm, what it'll I'm give him an extra you, die. If like, you could use uh, reason and security and make additional rolls, that'll make it happen faster if you're successful. Mm. Uh, so what I'm saying is every time you have to make a roll, that means it's taken an hour, or it's taken, let's see, you get a launch hit in 20 minutes. That means it's taken an additional five minutes to launch. Um, and so every time you make a roll, you're also going to be challenge dice, these bad boys. Okay. I don't know why that didn't come up, but... Oh, uh, yeah, I saw the rolling. So just to get the null. So, all right. So how many of how many actions do we have to roll a successful to complete the task action? Uh, well, when you get the challenge dice, you'll need, uh, you know, you'll you will need four damages, I guess. <laughs> you'll need four of these. Yeah. See, I don't know why that's not working here. 
There we go. Now it worked. I have to roll your skill okay. first. Oh, okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> what you're looking for are a number of successes. Now, it has a resistance of, I'm going to say, three. Okay. Uh, so, when you roll the challenge dice, you're looking for, you know, these points. These the numbers that come up. You want to roll four before. Or better. Or better. Right. Okay. Total. So, uh, let me try and explain that one more time. Okay. You're going to make a roll. And then you will roll challenge dice afterwards. You're going to roll two challenge dice for each roll, uh, for each attempt to com- to fit out the shuttlecraft to spoof as the Mercury. Okay. It's hard because it's a small shuttlecraft. The Mercury is a big ship, and you're doing it under a lot of pressure in a short amount of time. So that means the resistance to it is high. That means there's it's going to absorb three, six... Not successes, but three points of work, as they call it in the book, that are produced by the challenge dice. Okay. Every time you have to roll, that means it's going to take an additional five minutes to get the shuttlecraft launched. Um, we get four. We basically get four attempts to finish the work. Yeah, to finish the work. Let's work. Okay. And every time after four, you'll still be able to launch it, but the Klingons are less likely to take it. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? Okay, I think so. All right. So let's get started. All right. Uh, uh, so one more question before we before we start getting into the absolutely. Uh, can we get assistance from the Mercury itself? Because usually you can get assistance. Roll- Excellent question. Um, I will say you will get one roll of assistance from the Mercury uh, because it's going to provide you with a bunch of tools. Uh, but because you're specifically working on the shuttlecraft, not on the ship, it can't assist you more than the one time. Okay, so that could be considered the pool of equipment and right. other crew right. members that are working co- uh, with us. Right. Okay. So, uh, now, Sean, if you want to roll at the same time as Aaron, not to assist Platt, but to also do, to have Thashiv do his own work on it, that won't take an additional amount of time. That, that will be time you're working simultaneously. Okay. If you roll to assist Platt, that will give him an extra die, die provided you succeed, uh, which will give him an additional chance to score, you know, more successes, how which many, give him more challenge dice. How many How many um, challenge dice do we roll? Is it like a challenge dice success, or how does that work? Um, I believe... It is, I believe it's challenge dice per success. I think you get two for every success. Let me make sure, because that is an important thing to know. Oh, and you actually get an additional die for every discipline that's used in the task. Okay, so, and for, well, for the discipline, okay, so in this case, yeah, so if we're using the engineering just alone, then that would just be another dice, okay. But but that means we'd get an additional one if I assisted you and used security then, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I think we do, let's do the first one. We get, I'll assist you directly. We'll get the assistance from the Mercury. And we dump like everything into a, one big push right at the start. Yeah. I would utilize uh, some momentum too. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then then we'll see where we get, you know, where we're standing off, off that first big roll. Uh, and see where we need to go. You know, if I need to do my own thing after that, or where we're, where we're standing after that that first big push is what I'm I'm thinking would be a, be, a best idea. 
Okay. <clears throat> so I, I would so. say, Aaron, we've got we've got three momentum because we haven't generated anything yet for this session. No, no, we not. So, uh, so I would spend at least one to get an extra dice to roll with. Okay. And you'd make your uh, reason and engineering and reasoning roll. I'm doing reason and security, right, Joe? Yes. Uh, so we're gonna say that all that discussion was really. Uh, a discussion of various pieces of technical equipment that are going to be needed and certain <laughs> considerations for known Klingon sensor systems and <laughs> saying yes or no to ver- getting various crew members to help you on the task, choosing the correct shuttle, etc. I like it. Focuses for me on an assist roll. Does that matter? Say that again? Focuses. Do focuses matter on a, an assist roll? No, I don't remember if it counts if I like crit or anything like that. So I don't. I don't think so. Okay, I won't worry about that. All right. So, do you want to? Are you making your roll first and then waiting? For, and then I'll do mine after we know that if we have the the uh, bonus or not. Yeah, I I got one success. So one success. Right. Okay. And roll for the mercury. For the mercury, I believe this should be a <laughs> mercury has a character sheet. and I just rolled really really shitty. <laughs> Oof. Uh yeah. Somehow I don't. I don't think uh, I don't think it works. The one, the one might the eleven might be underneath. This something. would be a let's say this would be an engineering count. and weapons, which gives you a fifteen. So that'll that'll be an additional success from them. Okay, so, so in you that get case, two I'm... additional dice to roll from them. All right, and then so a I'll die for momentum if you want to spend. Okay, it. yeah, spend the momentum. Yeah, yeah we'll spend that. So that'll be rolling five dice total. Right. And I have my focus on the warp field dynamics. So, all right. right. This, isn't, this isn't especially hard. It's just rushed. Yeah. So, no worries about that. All right. But we got along with that. So, all right. Oh, barely, but we got it. So, four successes. So, yes. The next part is you're going to roll some challenge dice, the dice we never okay. use. Okay. Because you have a focus in warp field dynamics, that makes a lot of sense. You're going to be rolling three challenge dice. For every success you've just rolled. So you'll be rolling 12. Plus, plus one for plus having security, right? Right. Plus one for the security. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to say 13. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so you should be able to do it. <laughs> I would so, say. In theory. Please. Theory. Okay. So just to make sure I had that correct too. So what, how many challenge dice am I rolling? 13. 13? Yeah. Shit. All right. And do I need to change any of my attributes or disciplines while I do this so that affected her? No. You okay. Just put 13 in the character sheet and hit the little roll button. Yeah, okay. I saw it off the challenge dice. So let's see. No, whatever that is. Zilch. Uh, so, all right. So, wow. This is a possible but insane result. So here's the thing about challenge dice. They're supposed to be D6s, but they don't actually have, they don't actually run one through six. They run one, two, Starfleet symbol, Starfleet symbol, blank, blank. Um, <laughs> you got a lot of blanks. <laughs> oh, that's 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 bad. So, that's well, okay. Bad. Well, oh, oh, well, I'm gonna ask right now. In this case, are we sure that's blanks or that's or that's this is an error with the sh- with the rolling? Uh, roll it again and see what happens. All right. Yeah. All right. That's a little blank. bit better. So. I'm pretty sure those were blanks because the symbol came up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Man, that first roll, it's its the worst roll I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> I'll, well, you brought me onto this onto this game, so you knew what you were getting yourself. I, I guess I did. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Just, just me or Caleb. So, um, all right. So I'm going to describe this narratively as this. Uh, so Starfleet symbol is typically advantageous. So you have the equipment; it's all set up; it's ready to be installed. The problem is manpower. Like everybody you call down to engineering for, they say no, busy, no, sorry, can't can't give them up. Nope, they're in. They're literally in the warp chamber right now in a vac suit. Uh, so you <sighs> have to collect. You basically assemble a bunch of uh, lower echelon blue shirts and a bunch of like operations people, mm-hmm. uh, and they're not doing a great job. Also, your particular directions are not as clear as they might be, but that's not a surprise. Like you're not even a year out of the academy. So that first roll, kind of a bust. Uh, <laughs> no results. Uh, People are guys. tripping over themselves. Uh, and they're installing the things in the wrong things. There's arguments immediately break out. Oh boy! So, yeah. so actually, you waste five minutes just arguing with engineering and then yelling at the people who did show. All right, I know this might not be going into the task action, but could be one attribute. Uh, get it. Uh, so attribute trying to use control and command to get them back into order or presence and command. You can roll presence. I mean, you can roll presence and command and get the back into order. Um, okay. That'll give you an extra die on the next roll, but okay. That means gonna you're going to surrender this roll. That means you're going to surrender an additional five minutes. Oh shit. Okay. Well, oh, that means you're literally going to be dragging people can... and put place. Okay. Okay. Let me, as the old, Grizzled, you know, non-com, uh, whip the crew into shape. Okay. That is my job. And then <laughs> uh, Platt can get back to actually getting shit to work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the results of that will be that you don't get to assist Platt with the next roll. Yeah, Platt would be making a roll by himself, but right. we can get, <laughs> we can hopefully get the crew back together and maybe get a bonus for the next round. Yeah. Okay, so and I have spent, I still not spent I spent my determination, so I've just gotten the momentum. So, all right, so uh, let's take a look at this determination and see if that what we got that makes sense. I mean, three dozen heads are better than none. <laughs> <laughs> they could be proving you wrong right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could challenge it. Be like, ah, maybe I'm wrong about that because these three dozen heads are really no, no. Well, they, 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 they should be able to do this. They should be able to. So that's why I would be keeping my values here. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I will say that you can you, you can use the determination and get two automatic successes. Uh, okay. If you're, you know, Platt, or, or if Theshiv is, like, herding them, and you're like, yes, just as long as there's somebody riding herd, they will be able to. Okay, so we'll have two that just succeed automatically. So, yeah. all right. So if we just need to get. Determination. Uh, yeah, I'll spend that determination, so. All right, so I'll do that, and uh, unless anything else goes through, I guess I'm just going to be rolling my two on reason and security, right? Um, no, you will be using uh, reason and engineering. Oh, engineering, sorry. Yeah, reason yeah. engineering. So, okay, and that's just going to be the two dice that I had. Yeah. Now, all right. uh, the shift, you don't have to really roll anything. You're just going to be all non-commie. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to fall in line. A stern look and a slight growl, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh shit. Fucking do what I say. Uh, 
Aaron, you can still go ahead and spend another momentum too if you want and get an extra dice to roll. Oh, how much? Mo- oh, I thought we only had the one momentum so far. So yeah, okay, we, have, we we start uh, with one more than we have players for right. the set. Okay, so, so okay, never mind. So yeah, no, I'll do that so I can at least roll three dice. So all right, here goes nothing, and I still have my focus on for the warp field dynamics. So right. Oh, five, <laughs> just barely over, but we got it. All right. Five successes. So, uh, let's see. Roll 15 challenge dice. 15, fuck. You should you should be able to do it this time. They're actually handing you the right tools. They're installing things in the right things. <laughs> Looks like they're all in... There you go, buddy. Hey, uh, that, all right. That's better. So, uh, you only need four, uh, but the resistance is three, so we'll just knock three off right off the bat. Great. Uh, the, the, but symbols, the symbols don't count as a success, though, right? So No, they just activate special things. Okay. We still got <clears throat> 11. Oh, that's 11 total, so that's, that's not bad. So Right. So, uh, yeah, not only do you do it, you're like, you know, we could use this in the future. Like, as you're putting it together, you're like, oh, I could minimize this and put it in a probe. And then we could be, like, doing this all the time. So it'd be a great <laughs> addition to Starfleet's arsenal. I need to write a paper about this. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the crybaby protocols. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, or actually the angry honey badger one, because we're sending them at it at full force, thinking they're about to fight. <laughs> so, so that's it. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, I, I take this back. This is the honey badger protocol. Honey so, badger protocol. Honey Doesn't badger protocol. Does not give a fuck. <laughs> so, all right. So go off right now and... Oh, what the hell! This is it, 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 this is the worst name for a shuttle. Who named this thing the Icarus? Well, so. <laughs> <clears throat> and you launched but, the uh, Icarus right at the Klingons. <laughs> All right, I guess we have nothing to do but wait. So, uh, no, no, no work on everybody back. To work. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, now everybody back to your back stations. To engineering. <laughs> start, uh, start repairing, dear God. So. All right. Uh, so now my next question is, is there anything within uh, impulse range that we could get to to hide behind or hide in? Like, I don't want to wait to find out if the, if the shuttlecraft thing works. Like, I want to get us going somewhere else <laughs> instead of, like, right here. So There's a rogue planet nearby, just kind of, like, slowly drifting through space. You can go hide behind. Uh, it's okay. going to take, like, four hours to get to, which is about when... It's pretty close to when the Klingons are going to meet this shuttlecraft. Okay. Well, if we keep on minimal power, essentially emergency power, so we should be in, when you say close by, is it is it within range of impulse? Yeah. I think it's okay. like four hours on impulse to get to four it. Four hours okay. on impulse, yeah. All right, then that then that will give, that should give us more than ample time to try to get the warp core, uh, the, the warp core back online. So... All right. Yep. We'll go. Uh, yeah. I definitely. I, I concur with this plan. All right. I will, I will uh, calm the commander and make the suggestion. Uh, you know, informer. Informer. Shuttle's on its way. Uh, let's head for that rogue planet, and uh, so that we might have a place to hide if we need to while repairs are underway. Since I'm not actually commanding anybody, I'm just making the recommendation. You're making suggestions. Well, the commander will take that suggestion <laughs> and re- relay it up to the captain very strongly. That the yeah, you need to be doing this now. Yeah, now. let's like let's, let's do it. Sooner the better. <clears throat> uh so the captain takes a suggestion and you are moving at impulse speed to the rogue planet. 
All right. Putting it between you and the Klingon. This ship's doing a lot of hiding behind planets. Hey, we're... <laughs> Somebody has to be the Ratar in here, so... That's right. But we we so, did decide to go, like, behind enemy lines in a, <laughs> a science vessel. <laughs> a technical uh, uh, but we didn't did... know it was behind enemy lines. Uh, yeah, again, literally, they, they were our friends less than 24 hours ago. Oh, I mean, ish. <laughs> we were... They weren't. We weren't attacking each other. We could literally go down to Borath and get something if we wanted to, without somebody shoving a batleth through us. So that has changed. And a batleth through you does kind of complicate, you know, your day to day relations with people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> All right. All right. So you make it there, and you. Managed to reactivate the warp core, but definitely less quickly. Uh, on passive sensors, you see the Klingons slow, briefly, fire weapons, and then the shuttle gets blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, the shuttle is blown up, and then they <laughs> increase to a much higher speed in this direction. Uh, so are we still offline enough to... Hopefully, have given in the slip, or I mean, you haven't started the engines up, like which we aren't. <laughs> yeah, when Krell has reported to the captain, he said that, or she has said that, um, you know, our max speed is now warp three. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so the captain has decided to sit here and wait until the Klingons do whatever it is they're going to do, which will be horribly murdering us, as per the norm. <laughs> if they find you. Yes. <laughs> Which I still I still think our best bet is to like power down and then then hide and like that. I mean obviously with warp three we're not gonna be able to outrun anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so that is the captain's plan. Just gonna to uh just gonna sit here and hope that they don't get found. Actually I'm trying to think, because we have the rogue planet. Do we have a type on it? Sure. Just Google Star Trek planet classification. No, I know type M and L. That's it. So this is a type. This is a type A. Okay. So what does that classify it as? Small rock ball. Okay. So just so just Big Brother asteroid. Yeah. All right. It's got rock and ice on it. Don't know what it's doing out here. Any minerals or deposits or gaseous? it's very highly magnetic. That's probably a lot of nickel, iron, magnesite, that sort of thing. Okay. So that's a possibility that it could, that's like, how, when we got it, how badly was it screwing with our sensors if it was that magnetic? I mean, um, you could, you knew where it was, uh, but you know that if you say landed the ship on it, the Klingons probably wouldn't be able to detect where you were. True. But Excelsiors aren't made for landing. That's true. Uh, it also doesn't have an atmosphere. Yeah, that's just another problem. Uh, that alleviates a lot of the problems, I would think. Yeah. Atmosphere. Yes. So, true, but it's in the atmosphere, it's probably exerting some amount of gravity, I'm, I'm, I would assume. Uh, it's going to be very minimal. Minimal, so it's a mic- even microgravity status. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know what Pluto's gravity is, but that that's at the point where Burke would have been nice to have her. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> or you know, I could actually look that up right now, but effort. So, uh, all right. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's any particular mineral or something that we might be able to use it because hiding obviously is going to be the best option too. But if they're the only other thing I could think about is maybe another alternate deception where we're cons- making a consideration to uh, leave some debris or something to see, maybe simulate that we've gone under a warp core breach and that the mercury is just gone. I mean, that's an impossibility. Uh, you could bring that up to the captain, but right now the captain is just going to hide behind this thing. Okay. So, because my only concern is that even if we they, they pass through here, if they go from a last point, they'll stop and still take a look around saying, well, there has to be somebody hiding in that particular bubble. <laughs> yeah. And figuring out, so. What is the trajectory, the path or whatever of the rogue planet? Like, where is uh, it? it is perpendicular, broadly perpendicular to your route to Starbase 105. That's not helpful, Joe. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just very slowly ride it towards the star base. I was hoping at least ride it for a little while. (laughs) Just a little bit. I I mean, just just to get our bearings. Shiv is still going to, I mean, that's that's the best thing I think that the Shiv is thinking anyway. So he's going to offer that to uh, the commander that we could, uh, you know, I'm going to call it land in air quotes because the ship doesn't really land, but yeah, put down on the planet and ride it for a few days. It'll be really hard to detect given all the magnetic interference that it'll put off. And we can put some serious time and work into getting the ship in shape to get us out of here uh, in a quote unquote uh, bit of safety. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> so what you're telling me is next time we make the Mercury, it's an intrepid. Those can land. <laughs> those can I mean, land so <laughs> i mean you did push for it pretty hard and... it, it's okay i know it's okay <laughs> should listen i understand <laughs> all right uh no if if the microgravity honestly is that it is not an issue then i'm i'm in support of it we need the time it's just being able to do that and ugh. i'm also in support of sending out probes to be able to warn us when the klingons are coming in but I figured being on this planet's going to be a double blind as well. If they can't, if they can't see us, we probably can't see them. I mean, yeah. If if you set it up, if you're close enough that you can't, if they can't see you, you won't be able to see them. That's true. So, but honestly, we're running out of options, and we don't have, and we've already exhausted enough tech here. But and in, actually, in the case, what what's the top speed of any of the shuttles that we have for a warp? Uh, you could probably get them up to about five. Okay. So, not wanting to sacrifice another uh, another shuttle, but that could, but instead of just making it a larger profile, basically maybe uh, like we did the last time, or well, wait, well, that's a future project. But basically, having another one set on autopilot and going off in an opposite direction, so maybe make them think that the the ship was too severely damaged to go off, and mm-hmm. then and then and then see if they'll track down survivors. You only have the one shuttle left, though, that's uh, warp capable, right? And all the other ones you said, the, the little like, legitimate shuttles, just kind of... Uh, you've got... No, so that you've got two of the, the large ones. Uh, you've got, like, four of the smaller ones, medium-sized ones. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a bunch of shuttle pods. Yeah. But the shuttle pods aren't really warp capable. Yeah. We only just rigged one up at, at best. Yeah. To kind of screw with them, so... So, 
Yeah, at this point, I think it's we're probably at the point of testing our luck just to see if we can hide the ship and keep it there. So, all right. So this is not and something fifth. you guys are really involved in. So, okay, you're just kind <laughs> of standing around hoping that the Klingons don't detect you. Like you have access to sensor logs, you know when the Klingons show up because you know you can still detect large ships in warp, especially when they're not cloaked. Once yeah. they drop out of warp, like they're gone. So. Let's just do a, a little thing about how you feel standing at your station, hoping Klingons don't just come around the corner and blast you to smithereens. <laughs> what is Platt thinking about? Well, if I were to die by Klingon hands, I would certainly hope it would be the hand-to-hand that we were doing beforehand. But since they have a very robust martial arts skill set, but I guess it could be interesting given the that's like given the way the disruptor goes through a person and unlike a phaser a phaser which burns out from the outside uh from the outside in it seems to be more of an outs inside out an explosion since you're disrupting sales this turn so that you can add uh ensign why are you throwing up <laughs> <laughs> right so you're just a hundred percent logical you're like well i'd prefer to go out of hand so uh, no, this is compl- this is me trying to talk things through in order yeah. to keep myself calm. So, <laughs> all right, so you're faking so, logic. This, yeah, this is just this is just bullshitting in order to keep myself calm. Because no, I don't want to die, but I can't scream. I've been trained. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what is that Shiv thinking? Uh, so the Shiv is standing at the security station, uh, Yushan Thor in hand, as he's like uh, not going through like a kata with it, but like. You can tell he's like he's envisioning like you know a batleth getting swung in this direction and like how he would he would counter and stuff like that with it. Like every so often, he like he catches himself like with with his his ice axe out in his hand. And he's like, uh, sorry, and he puts it up. <laughs> like he stands there at attention again. And a few minutes later, he's like he's like back at it. <laughs> it's very obvious he's uh, he would rather be doing something proactive than standing here hiding. <laughs> I see. Uh, that makes sense. All right. I'm just going to roll for the Klingons and see if they find <laughs> Oh, this was a quick game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you died. Uh, what yeah. Coming, everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming. Uh, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for attending my TED Talk. <laughs> uh, on how you died. On how you die when attacked by Klingon battlecruisers. <laughs> Ooh, that one. <laughs> about that uh the other 14 was so good oh man it was a it was a bare miss but that one so yeah they, they find us i'm guessing they find you are they hailing us at all ah uh, yes they're hailing and they uh they ask for your surrender well technically yeah. we're not the ones who can yeah give that no. answer. and uh so the captain is requests uh two minutes to break the news to the crew, and then she talks to Commander Cordova. Is it like a muttered conference? And <laughs> she uh. turns back to the crew. She turns back and gets on the PA system to the crew and says, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I regret to inform you that we are about to surrender to the Klingon uh, battleship Kong." Um. <laughs> Sorry. Just like that. <laughs> uh, 
okay, I really do want to come with the Klingons right now. It's like, I can't take your ship seriously. Sorry, you, you're just going to have to kill me right now. Your just, ship is named after an enormous monkey. And, yeah, uh, you're, that you're is not just, respectable. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, it's like... It's spelled with a Q. Well, I mean, it, yeah, but it so, sounds like Khan. Yeah. <laughs> I met this guy named Klang, and he just, I, I, it, I, I couldn't stop saying it. And he punched me, rightfully so, but because I was but being a horrible person. I, but That doesn't but mean I respected still, him more. <laughs> it, it was still Klang, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, much of the crew is distraught. They have accepted our surrender. And they will be conveying us to a prisoner of war camp. Um, they will be towing the Mercury as well to Klingon space. It was uh, an aspect of making sure the surrender would be honored. I just want to say that it was uh, an honor working with you all. And I hope that soon uh, this conflict will be over and we can be released so we can return to our individual duties. All right. Not one of you has surrendered before. <laughs> so it's not real common in Starfleet. Usually ships get blown just, up. I guess so. Well, it's a good thing, really, that we were like hiding like we were and powered down because then the Klingons would be like, there's no honor in blowing them up. Yes, so. exactly. exactly. Like they're just they're helpless. <laughs> well, we're trying to figure out what to do to get the hell away from you, so... Uh, um, I am going to do one last thing, though. And what is that? Before they before they board. Uh, can I try to use, uh, can I try to basically send out a, a, a signal kind of disguising it as background radiation to, that's uh, like just uh, to the star base, letting them know what's happening? Absolutely can. Uh, this is going to be extremely difficult. Okay. And here's the problem. All right. If you if they detect if the Klingons detect it, and they're not gonna take it very well. Now you're not exactly sure what their reaction will be. Mm. Some Klingons are exceptionally cruel, and it's entirely possible they might read that as a violation of the terms of surrender and then just execute the lot of you. Or they might just find the person who did it and execute that person, or they might just find the person who did it and torture that person. Where <laughs> they might not care at all, be like, "Yeah, tell your star base, spread the shame of your surrender." It's hard to say <sighs> what the possible reaction is. Okay. You know, there's like a seventy-five percent chance somebody dies because of it. Then, okay, oh, okay. Well, I would ask for my talents since I do know my ship. Would I? That's like, would that give me any of a bonus to reduce the difficulty or to give me a better chance? Uh, I you, you broke up a little. Oh, uh, it, since I do have the talent of I know my ship, could that give me a bonus or a, a, redu a reduction of difficulty to get this past them without them noticing? Since we're dealing with we are dealing with Klingons who are probably not that versed in Federation ships. Yeah, so it's a talent uh, that would let you. I think the talents let you do what the so many things. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. It's been That's a couple right. weeks. So I completely forgot about that. That's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to look up and make sure I understand what talents do. Okay. Looking up more things. <laughs> Drawing out the time. I mean, I can't say. No. Well, I'll just, I can see if this doesn't work, then yeah, we get captured and then Burke wakes up next week when we're all at, in the Klingon POW camp trying to figure out how to get out. What happened? I take one nap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I take one nap and we get captured? Jesus. <laughs> Don't look at me. I saved the ship the last time. All right. 
Whenever you attempt a task to determine the source of a technical problem with your ship, you add a bonus D20. Oh, okay. They, they do specific things. So you've got two momentum left, or one momentum left, I think. One momentum left, okay. And uh, you can do it. It's going to be a... It's going to be a daring and engineering check. Okay. This is definitely daring. True. All right. Well, okay. Before I do that, uh, Thrat, do you concur with this plan? (laughs) Or do you want to help out at all? Or do you want me just not to do this and potentially risk everybody else on the ship? I don't think there's enough benefit for the risk. Okay. We already already sent a distress signal. That the starbase, if they haven't got it already, will get it eventually. Okay. Uh, and uh, I mean, yeah, I'm 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 thinking of the uh, the potential of the entirety of the crew getting killed because we tried to get out one last communication. That's true. So, and and that's again, that's why I'm going on consensus versus just doing it. So, and saying that. So, all right, uh, I'll say that's a plan. Maybe it put on the back burner for later. Maybe when we're trying to figure out if we can get off or do something, get out or do something else. So. Uh, all right, I, I guess we're surrendering. I, I do want to do one thing before we get boarded or taken and put in like uh, cells or brigs or whatever. Um, I'm going to order part of the security detail, not the entirety of the security detail. Yeah, uh, but like five or six guys uh, to change uniforms into a different department. Nice. <laughs> and then to disperse themselves amongst the crew in particular places like make sure one of them's with the main engineering make sure one of them's uh you know so that basically i have a certain set of uh, security personnel dispersed throughout the crew right in case the crew gets taken uh, to separate places right so that makes sense now here is how the klingons are going to manage uh the capture of your crew so they're taking the mercury with you they can't fit your whole crew onto their ship what they're going to do is they're going to take the senior officer, put them in brakes on the Klingon ship. So anybody who's a lieutenant or above is is has been brigged aboard the Klingon ship. The rest of you guys are trapped behind um, force fields in your own quarters, and then a uh, a prize crew of Klingons is piloting the Mercury back to Klingon space, following the Kong, the IKV Kong. So, all right. Now, this has two advantages for you guys for any future action. Um, the Kong, if it's going to continue to escort the Mercury back to Klingon space, um, needs to stay at warp three. So it's going to be slow going. And if it doesn't want to get caught by some, you know, doesn't want to come across some random Federation ship, you know, that sees the Mercury, knows the Mercury put out a distress signal and risk get contact getting. And then seeing it in tow of a uh, Klingon battlecruiser, there will probably be a fight there, and the Klingons don't want one. So that means the Kong will be in Undercloak. Okay, coming around the bend with us, so... Alright. So, the crew that's left on the Mercury are all lieutenants, junior grade ensigns, and uh, regular crewmen. Um, And make your plans for what you want to have happen next time, because I think a breakout from an attempted breakout and rescue of the Mercury uh, is going to take uh, some time. Yeah. So this is going to be complicated. 
This is be yeah. fun. No, it, it's it's it's, inter- it's interesting. So, but I think we're going to definitely need all three of us together. To yeah, kind of, I think that would be also more fair. That's for sure. So, but no, it, it's interesting too, and I I uh, I really like the fact that we failed, and that there's actually a consequence that we just can't BS our way out of right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, we know what Thashiv has done, which is to seed the lower level security guys amongst all the other uh, crusations and departments mm-hmm. and uh so what uh, efforts if any is uh platt going to take actually since we're uh, we're probably going to be kept at stations and that's uh, like but under guard before we get up there uh i am going to uh do a quick reroute through um Actually, I want to do a reroute to basically where anytime I have a tricorder, if if there's a if, since we can probably make excuses to get one, I can start accessing uh, accessing comm stations to start in, eavesdropping on anybody else who's talking in certain areas. So if I can maybe get access to the bridge or something else, that's like the bridge comms or some other place else, or and also the brigs to be able to possibly speak with the captain or any of the uh, higher personnel if we get a chance. So. So basically, just put a bug in uh, a bug into the comm systems. All right, um, give me a roll for that. Uh, no roll required for Thatchieves because it's literally like put a different shirt on. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I will spend I will spend that determinate that last momentum I had just in case. All right. uh, let's uh, see. So again, everything that you do to set this up is going to be uh, daring. As a matter of fact, I imagine daring is going to oh. be like really leaned on going forward. Okay, I, well, I, I I got reason that time, but sorry, I, no I, reason I, is fine. Okay. It's the same so, thing, same number. Oh shit. Okay. Sorry, going out. So, but yeah, I got three. So that was a success. A success. So I have a minor bug planted in the uh, in the communication system, so we can at least talk to each other without being immediately monitored. Right. Robot uh, okay. So uh, that has been this episode. Uh, questions, comments, suggestions, issues, complaints, demands. <laughs> Um, no, I really like that too. I, I like the idea again of running it through it. Um, the only thing I could probably think about in, and I know it's just a problem of the, 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 the amount of players you have is maybe having like a, a more offsite crew action. So we know what's going on. So, because I, I know that's part of at least the lower decks thing that we're doing. Um, um, so I don't have a problem working that in. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what supporting characters are for. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll just keep that in mind going for probably not in the next game because it's probably going to be breakout yeah so it's going to be very <laughs> locally focused but, absolutely uh, uh but no i think that's a great I, otherwise i really like the idea and i and like i was saying before i really love that you know the roles determined if we had because uh if, if just as an offhand if we had had uh been able to cloak ourselves enough with the planet and gotten away could we would have we been able to limp our way back to the starbase uh, probably. Um, okay. Yeah, if the Klingon showed up and they didn't make that, I mean, they they don't have great sensors. If they didn't make their role, uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys probably they would have passed on and assumed that you were hidden somewhere, but they weren't sure where, and it could be a lot of places. <laughs> and they'd have moved on. Uh, and felt pretty embarrassed about themselves for messing up the capture or destruction, and then you've been able to limp to the starbase. Uh. But yeah, now you're really severely embroiled in the uh, the very soon to be over, to be honest, but <laughs> still pretty serious Federation Klingon conflict. 
right before the Dominion it's, War. Yeah, it's like it, it's not like we know the future or anything. So no. And, and also speaking of DS Night, I did. That's why I was stealing the you know like the the thorium and duranium shadow. Right. So right. I was like, hey, we we can make ourselves look like we have all the weapons. We don't, but <laughs> we can make it look like it. We we can make it look like it on there. So, but otherwise, no. That was actually that was really cool. All right, Sean didn't do it. <laughs> Anything to say? <laughs> Anything to unsay? No, uh, I I think it's uh, a really interesting take on. Yeah, I mean, you don't see it very often in Star Trek stuff where the the heroes are in a a legitimate pickle where technology doesn't get to save them. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> and it's it's actually it's kind of really I'm like I'm sitting here going like this is awesome. This, this is kind of really refreshing take on uh, on on Trek in general just from that. <laughs> and, and then of course you know you have to completely go into left field with where I thought you were going to 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 take the ship captive because I figured we'd have like. Um, be put in like force fields inside of like a cargo bay or something no, like they that. Just... Like everybody go back to their room. So yeah, <laughs> like, well that hmm okay. <laughs> well, I mean, from the, the, their perspective, worse at the same time. I, I mean, from their perspective, it, like they know they can't put you all in their own prisons, and yeah, they could lump you all in this cargo bay. And if they wanted to kill you, that would be a really easy way to do it. Just open the cargo bay doors. On the other hand, no. they did accept your surrender and they have feelings about that. Uh, and there's and, no honor killing people who are not fighting. Right. And if you are all split up the way you would be in each of your individual locations, it's going to be a lot harder to plan uh, a retaking of the ship. <laughs> oh, so now that theoretically, that, that's actually it, might, it might not work out that way. Theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> So no, that's actually really cool. So no, I'm I'm looking forward to when we uh, get to do another. All right, so I will. You will hear us next time. Star Trek <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. See ya.